Life isn't about avoiding the bruises. It's about collecting the scars to prove that we showed up for it. Join Nikki Seberini for the next hour as she explores heroism through illness. There is a warrior inside each of us. This is LifeLinks with the DL Link. LifeLinks is a funding initiative of the DL Link. Dr. Mary Dorji, dentist at the Think Clinic, will be joining us and telling us about this because this is really, really important, especially if we can start going for um, the genetic testing. So let's uh, let's cross over to our first guest. As I said, hugely inspiring because of what he's giving back, but Peter will share his story with us. Peter Whitecross, welcome. Thank you very much for joining us. Thank you so much, Nikki. I'm very honored to be a part of your show. So thank you again for having me. Oh, it is such, such a pleasure, Peter. So listen, yours is quite a recent story. Um, you know, we're hearing, I don't know, a, a diagnosis during the time of COVID must really be a particularly stressful time, just bearing in mind that everyone's kind of retreating into the homes. And if you've been diagnosed, you've got to go out there and expose yourself and go for um, ops and treatment and whatnot. Tell us about, take us back to May 2020. Thank you, Nikki. So, yeah, it had started just as we went into level four um, lockdowns. We went down a level from level five. Um, So I'm very connected to, I want to say universe, um, to source. And yeah. I just had this feeling and I, you know, my university said to me, you know, you need to just check your lower areas. And if you don't mind me saying your testicular area. Yeah. Um, and I did. And, you know, the thing is, I can make it, make it a bit humorous. I fell down there. And if you feel too long, you're going to feel something's not right. So yes. I left it. And then four days later, I, you know, got the same, same notion again, the same feeling. And I thought, well, let me just check it again. And again, I didn't feel, I didn't really feel anything specific. And that's the thing with, with, with cancer is, you can actually have no pain or no, no symptoms at all while it's actually happening in your body. The, I just thought, you know what? Let me just, let me just go with it. Let me go with my gut, what I'm feeling. Let me, I don't feel anything. So it's a little bit hard to go with your gut because there's no symptom. And I went to the doctor the next day on the Monday, um, in May. And I think it was the 6th of May. And the, the same doctor that I've had for uh, nearly 20 years. And he, he felt around. He's like, I'm not sure. Let me send you to a specialist. Send me to a specialist. Um, they had a look. They did the scans. They saw things. They don't want to say anything. They got to send the scans back to the doctor. Went back to the doctor the same day. And because he's known me for so long, I feel that doctors also, when it becomes something so serious as that, they don't want to tell you directly what it is mm. so that you don't start overthinking it. And he said, no, there's plasma. They think it's plasma. So I said, well, that's great. What is that? And he said, it's cancer. They think it's cancer. And he said, I'm mm. so, so sorry to tell you this. So me just reacting as I would positively, I'm like, well, that's great. So what do we do next? And he said, we're well, going to have to go and see um, a urologist so that they can see exactly, do more scans and just check. Mm-hmm. And two days later, I went to go and see the urologist and same thing happened. He did more scans and then he found two tumors. He found two tumors and a cyst um, in my testicular region and also went round the houses a little bit trying to tell me there's many options and we've got so many different things that you can do. And I said, look, just speak to me frankly and straight. What do we need to do here? Because this is not the first time that you've seen it. He said, you need to go and donate sperm because you may not be able to do it again. And I'm a bit excited. So I thought, I thought I took it as a positive thing because I've done so much studying in the alternative health area on how cancer is caused and you know what attributes to that as well as diabetes etc so i was i was quite encouraged by getting it i know that sounds sounds a bit funny normally people are depressed about it 
but I was encouraged to go with it. And I then went and um, I had a little bit of a cry. So I had a moment, I had to feel that emotion because it is a serious, cancer is a serious thing mm-hmm. and not so many people die from it. So you don't, at that time, you don't quite know where you are with, you know, what level of cancer it is, where it is, how, ba- how bad the tumors are, if it's spread, wow. to know any of that. I then went and donated sperm because, um, like I said, they weren't sure if I'd ever be able to, you know, be able to produce sperm again. So I had to have it frozen for six months. And then I had a radical orchidectomy four days later. So what they did is they went in just under my belly button. They did a cut and they went all the way down in there. They removed the two tumors and they removed a testicle as well as a cyst. That had also grown there. So it was quite a lot happening down there. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I went for scans and they said that they'd got everything. They managed to get the tumors and everything was taken out. And then four months later, after that, with, with regards to cancer, you have to then go to see if it's spread because it was a very high possibility that the cancer could spread into my other testicle as well as up into my lymph nodes. That, that is a very, very regular thing that that happens. So I took all the knowledge that I've learned over so many years on how the body can reverse, I want to say reverse cancer, because cancer cells is in every single person. So mm-hmm. it's just what what causes them to mutate. And that's when your body is your body's pH is acidic. So I did took a very natural approach to it. I started taking my green powders, I took um, various different vitamins, all natural. Nothing was chemical. And four months later, I went for my scans and they said it had not spread. Continuing every single four months for the next, for the next year after that, I went for scans and those are CT scan. And a CT scan is also very, it's not a great experience because you have to drink two bottles of barium, which is almost like a thick chalk liquid. And then they inject you with contrast when you, just before you go into the CT scan. They inject it straight into your artery and every single vein burns. It is a very horrible experience. Oh, shit. For the body, then. <laughs> Peter's just been outlining his incredible journey um, that he's been on since May last year. Um, Peter, you know, you talk about being very connected to a universe or source or people want to call it God or whatever it is. And um, obviously you're very connected to your own body um, because you got this feeling. Some people will say a gut feeling um, that something wasn't right. And you did a check and you, you, nothing really, it's not as if you felt a hard lump or anything like that, but you still decided to make an appointment with your doctor. And this is so interesting um, to me, Peter, because so often I've had um, cancer warriors on the show who, who feel something and then they wait because yes. we're so terrified, right, of what's going to happen. So we go, okay, well, I'm feeling it. I'll check it in a few days' time or a few weeks, and we kind of hope and we even avoid going back and checking it because we don't want to face the fact that there could be a lump. Now, here you didn't even have a lump. It's just a gut feel. You don't yes. feel anything, and yet you still went and made an appointment with your doctor. I, I find that so intriguing. I really, really do. Let's talk about you and fear. Do you not, you know, is there, is there a kind of a, not a separation between you and your body, but an ability to separate the fear from, from you and your body? Just maybe just speak to that if you can. A fear when, you know, growing up, I was very fearful of a lot of things and I'll just mention it. I am, I am homosexual 
And that created a lot of fear inside of me. Then that's again, connection to your body mm-hmm. where I was not okay with that kind of a feeling. And I was so fearful of, you know, being judged and being different and all of that right. and getting over that within myself created more of a, 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 um, a connection with my body that I'm okay with me and watching um, embarrassing bodies, which is a British show. Um, they still got it on BBC Lifestyle. They have a, a tagline: "There's no f- no shame. We're all the same." And mm. you know that always always hearing that, I think exactly what you said. People are very scared to get something checked. And when you, even when you watch that TV show, people leave things for so long that it becomes so much worse. Even from an abscess to a cyst to anything to a, what they think is a pimple, and meantime it's actually not. It's a lump and it's cancerous. What we do is we neglect our body more than anything because we think we're okay. We think we're fine. And only if it gets really, really bad will we actually do something about it. And what we tend to forget is our body is our temple. It's what we need to continue our life, to work, to look after our, you know, be it siblings, children, family members, whatever the case is. But yet we neglect our body the most. Yeah. And that is a very, very true story with everyone because we just think that we're okay. And we don't spend the time that we need to on ourselves and just make sure that we are okay, that our body is okay, that we are connected, that we take time out for ourselves. We literally just carry on until our body says no more. The fact that you made that appointment, um, you know, I mean, you already had two tumors and you had the cyst, but yes. uh, you know, it sounds to me, the fact that you went for the, the operation and you know, what you did with these powders, which we'll talk about in a moment. Um, this was, you know, life saving, um, decision to go and call your doctor. I don't know if you had waited a month or two months or who knows, but, but the point is you, you, you made the appointment. And what is interesting as well is you talk about the discomfort sometimes of the doctors having to tell you what the diagnosis is and then what the prognosis is and yet you felt curious um you know you you yes. almost and and I don't want to put words in your mouth but my interpretation of what you've said is almost as if you could see your body as something there was a cancer not you are a person with cancer like there's again the separation of yes. knowing that it's there and it's something you can do something about as opposed to I am this am, am I way off no, you are 100% correct with that. So I didn't allow the cancer to determine my entire life or to determine everything that I feel. It's just something that I had. It's like a pimple. Can we do something about it? Of course there is. There's always something that you can do. Just get, go, go get checked. If you are not sure, get checked. Get a second opinion. Get a third opinion. Do something about it. Don't wait. And with me, what I'm very grateful for is that I felt nothing. I felt no pain. I felt no lumps. I felt nothing. The the tumors were inside the testicle. So Mm. I felt nothing. And yet I still went to go and get checked. Now, a lot of people will even feel something and think and hope that it's nothing rather than actually going to get checked in case it is something serious, because then how do we deal with that? And it's that fear of having to deal with it and not knowing what they're going to do about it. So we'd rather just ignore it. Peter, you had to have um, an operation. Um, you didn't have to go for chemotherapy or radiotherapy except the regular checks. So, so, and that has been your unique journey. So for people who are really going on the journey of intensive treatment, um, losing hair, exhausted, feeling nauseous, 
you know, is it as easy to have the attitude of this cancer doesn't define me? That is a very hard thing. So it's a very strong mindset. And I've done, you know, I've, I've been very fortunate enough to have met, you know, Robin Banks, who teaches mind power. And that was before I got cancer. So my mindset was a lot stronger than it had been in the past as well. Mm-hmm. And mindset is a very big thing, not to let it, def- not to let the cancer define you. When you're going yeah. through intensive treatments like chemotherapy, my mom had actually gone through chemotherapy. And the funny thing is about me getting the cancer is I said, if I ever got cancer, I would not have chemotherapy because I saw what happened to my mom during that treatment. Mm-hmm. So after that, as I got older, I landed up studying and researching how cancer is caused, what alternatives are there out there than having mm-hmm. chemo because of the dangers that chemotherapy has and radiation. And I understand that that is the sort of the only route that people really know is to have that treatment because you get told and you have to trust what you get told. Go for chemo, have this done, have radiation, do this. But not everybody responds. Of course, nobody responds very well to it, but others more worse than, than, you know, than the other, the next person. I think it's, you know, it's, it's such an interesting topic. And there's so many people who've been for these treatments and thank God for these treatments. They've been life-saving treatments for some people. It's just given them more years. And for your experience, you've gone very much the alternate route. Um, and I've had doctors on the show before and they say, you know, it's not one uh, either or there's very often and using all these complementary, um, treatments, um, use you and even using the word complementary and not necessarily alternate because because yeah. together it can work so well. So for, for people who are listening, you, you dropped in, you know, you spoke about, spoke about green powder. You spoke about alkaline and acidic system. And you said that in a, a system that is high in acid is a dangerous system. So what did you do? Perhaps you can just give us an idea of, of your, your treatment um, that you, that you did for yourself. With the pH level of the body, what I had studied over the years is that if your pH, your blood's pH, is seven is below 7.36, which is where it should be. If it's below that, that can cause your cancer cells to mutate because everyone has cancer cells in, in their body. Now, if your body is alkaline, it is scientifically proven that it cannot, your cells cannot mutate in an alkaline state. So what you have to do, what, what a person or what all humans um, need to do is to try and keep their body in a, an alkaline state. So now me having the, the tumors and the um, the cancer, I knew that I had to take it a lot more seriously than I had in the past. And the green powder that I use, and I use it even today, um, is by a company called Green Vibrance. That's the product, and it's by Vibrant Health. They're in, mm-hmm. in Los Angeles, and they've won the, the most world awards. They've won 17 world awards because of their product. It is 100% organic. And it has everything in one scoop of green powder. It does taste like pond water, I must be honest. <laughs> not a pleasant experience. But I took that every single day and I took Moringa pills every single day. And what that does is it helps your liver to regenerate as well as bring your pH back to an alkaline state. Because the nutrients that are in that powder are micronutrients. So your body's able to absorb it, which means that your liver can process the toxins through your lymphatic system a lot more. It can process a lot more because eventually our bodies, we're not getting the same nutrients from our vegetables and our mm-hmm. fruits as we were 30 years ago. So what do we, we need something else that can supplement it. Now, what a, a lot of us do is we go and get a whole lot of vitamins 
but not all vitamins our body can absorb correctly because they are synthetic as well. So we only absorb a certain amount of it, but it's synthetic. So we need a natural um, substance that we can take. Now, this green powder is fantastic. It's got 25 billion probiotics per scoop. So it really helps to boost the body's immune system and bring it back to an alkaline pH state. Mm-hmm. And I took that, I've taken that every single day, especially after that, and Moringa every single day. And Moringa is you know, a lot, a lot cheaper and it's a lot more accessible than the green vibrance. But we have to do something that is, that is from, that is natural in order to bring our bodies back mm-hmm. to a healthy state. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm sure for those people who are going for the chemotherapy, although I'm not saying I'm sure because I don't know. Uh, it would be great to speak to people who make the green vibrance because I think vibrant health is a, it is a fantastic product. I know of it. Yes. I, I wonder how that would work if you're going for chemotherapy, if it, if it would, if it would complement it. But that, that's a question I suppose we can't answer. But Peter, you have moved into that space. Um, I know that you're giving back. As I said, when I first introduced you, you go every two weeks. Um, you donate platelets and plasma. And for you, it's about giving back. And you've also uh, working in the alternative health um, space, helping people with that. Just tell us quickly about the giving back. I love it because we really try and promote this uh, on the show. Yeah, so giving back, because I was fortunate enough not to have chemotherapy, I used to donate blood. And one day I had asked, I'd seen somebody on a on a platelet machine. And I said, well, you know, I was inquired about it. And I asked, you know, what are they doing? What are you doing? And it's just um, recently come out here in South Africa, the technology. And they said, it's platelet donation. So I started doing it. And still at that point, it was before I'd got cancer. And I had done it a couple of times. And the technology was not at where it is now, where you can actually do it every two weeks. But not everyone can donate platelets. Okay. They've got to test your, test your blood, make sure that you are able to donate the platelets. And now technology after cancer and I was clear, I was now able to donate platelets again and plasma at the same time because our technology's got better and better and better. And the platelets that I donate every two weeks, they take six sets of platelets and plasma I do at the same time, which they take around 450 mils of plasma every two weeks. It is exhausting to donate that. It takes every, takes a lot out of your body. Um, it takes a few days to recover after that. I mean, I still carry on with my life. I still go to work. I still do everything I need to do. But it is so worth it because cancer patients that are not even receiving chemo, but patients that are not receiving chemo and have cancer and that are receiving chemo, it lowers their platelet, their blood count so much so that their, their blood can't um, clot. There's other problems that they with um the blood itself. So platelets are a very big thing that is needed for both cancer patients that are not receiving chemo as well as um, are receiving chemo therapy. They need platelets and platelets only last for five days. So they can't keep the platelets any longer than five days once you've donated it. Mm. And there's such a big need for platelets. Now, like I said, not everybody can donate platelets, but I would I would promote anybody to do it. Anyone that can and is willing to do it, it saves so many people's lives, and especially people that are suffering with cancer and going through chemotherapy. It helps them every single time they have a chemo session. Mm, thanks for that, Peter. I think it's amazing that you do it, and hopefully a whole lot of people are going to be inspired. Very quickly, um, your company, your health company that you're now um, running, what, what is that called and, and what do you offer? Very quickly before we say goodbye. 
Sure. It's called Alt Health South Africa. So like alternative health, but Alt Health South Africa. And what we do is we have, we use Rife therapy. It's a machine that uses frequency and it targets. Now cancer patients can do this, can use the machine as well. And it's for all various cancers. It does up to 800 different treatments where it treats anything from ADHD, diabetes, cancer, and it focuses on frequency. So it targets each treatment is targeted to whatever it is that the patient is suffering from. And it assists those cells to either like for the COVID cell, it eliminates the COVID cell. So it will assist to eliminating and it is a process. But it works on frequency. So frequencies are designed in labs in America, and then they're sent to us so that we can put it into the machines. And it was invented by Royal Rife and Tesla, Nikola Tesla. We also use ozone therapy and oxygen therapy. So, Peter, if anyone wants to get hold of you, how do they do that? I can give you my cell phone number, which is always easiest. Yep. It's 079 Zero seven nine nine And that's a WhatsApp as well, because a lot of and people WhatsApp. are very busy, so they can also send okay. a WhatsApp. Peter Whitecross, thank you very much for joining us and uh, inspiring us much. and telling us about the powders and wishing you the very best and vibrant health. Sounds like you are full of it. And yes. um, yeah, <laughs> th- thank you so much and do take care, Peter. Oh, thank you so much. You too.